That is just truly, I think, my favorite transition sound. That old, like, Indian vibe or whatever it is. I just dig it. I just dig it. It's perfect for this early morning setting. Check in with you guys early so that we can kind of finish the topic that I ended on last night. I was not able to elaborate very easily uh, on my way home last night, finishing off this fishing segment. So I'm just going to knock this out here real fast. So leaving off real fast. Good morning, everybody. 615 Nick's ticks. This is Nick. Let's get right into it. So, I left off talk, talking about crankbaits, okay? Spinnerbaits, I feel like I didn't slow down enough on, okay? So, spinnerbait is essentially, yes, it's supposed to mimic a bait fish as well. Um, it's got those two blades, two different types of blades on two different types of spinnerbaits. You can have a willow blade, um, which is more of like a leaf-shaped blade, um, or you can have a Colorado blade. Colorado is just a circle, looks like a spoon. Looks like a spoon, a soup spoon, uh, the end of a soup spoon. So uh, those are your two different types of blade. Uh, either one or the other will be bigger. So you'll have a big willow blade and then a small circle, circle Colorado blade. Or you can have two Colorado blades, so two small, two circles, one big, one small. You can have two of the willow blades one big willow blade, willow leaf, just think of it as a willow leaf, one willow blade, one big, and then one small, and you can switch up the colors of those, silver and gold. I personally like to fish the silver and gold. I think it just gives a little more different of a flash. I think this, yeah, it, it, it's going to resemble a flashing, you know, like when the sun hits fish scales, uh, it's going to kind of ricochet. It's going to come make like a shiny, a shiny thing in the water, you know, like kind of like a mirror and, and light. So that's what those fish see and, and it works and like when I and when I mentioned weedless yesterday uh, weedless means basically you can fish it through anything you you really can't throw a crankbait through grass because it it has those trebles that three-prong hook and those hooks will absolutely grab everything absolutely everything so you can't really fish a crankbait anywhere but a spinnerbait you can rip through that grass uh, you can throw it over, you know, a bunch of logs and stuff like that, like I was saying. Um, that's all possible as well, just because it's only got that one hook, and it's pretty much hidden for the most part. There's a skirt, little rubber, and it looks exactly like a skirt. You could you can uh, Google it and see exactly what I'm talking about. It looks exactly like a skirt that covers the hook, so when those look like little fingers in the water that kind of move as long, along with those blades spinning. It's actually, it's, it's a great looking presentation. You can add things, uh, we call them trailers. You can add trailers to that hook. So you can put on like a, a plastic uh, swim, swim bait. Swim bait is kind of what we call the plastic uh, minnows, swim baits. Uh, you, you, you swim them, you know. So you can put a lot of different things on the back of that spinnerbait hook to make it look even more like a fish. You know, you can put a fin on it. You can put two crawdad pinchers on the back of it to make it look like a crawdad. You can really do too much, pretty much anything you'd want to with a spinnerbait. So um, I just wanted to clarify that real fast, what a spinnerbait was um, as opposed to a crankbait. They're very, very different looking and they're fished very, very differently. So just want to clarify that real fast. So welcome back. So we talked about the baits you can use. Soft plastics, hard body baits, crankbaits, spinnerbaits. There are some variations, things that you can do kind of 
in between a crankbait and a spinnerbait. They're um, called jigs. Um, jigs can be used many different ways. You can reel them in, swim them is what we call them, or you can twitch them on the bottom like you would a soft plastic bait. The jigs are pretty much built for fishing around cover and throwing them in the middle of sticks and things like that where bass uh, are not easily gotten to. Um, we won't get too much into that. Keep it brief. Um, but I, I started this early morning session just because I wanted to say that right now, so I, this this time Saturday, we'd already been on the water. Well, no, we would be starting at 6.30, so we'd just be taking off. So it's 30 degrees right now. It is. It can be very brutal on tournament mornings and tournament tournament days, given the weather conditions. Last week, last weekend, so Saturday, Sunday, when we fished, Saturday it rained for about five hours. We got drenched. Everyone came prepared. Rain gears, you always come prepared. You always come prepared, especially you're going to be out in the weather uh, all weekend. You never know, especially here. You never know. So we got rained on. Uh, it wasn't as cold. I think it was about 60, 65. So it wasn't as cold per se, but I mean, still, you know, spitting there raining, getting rained on, spit on for hours on end is not the best. Our feet were wet, you know what I mean? But luckily it wasn't freezing. Uh, Sunday was a completely different story. Sunday, it uh, dropped about 20 degrees. Um, it didn't really rain, but it was very, very windy and it was very, very bitter. So... Two different, and that those that's two different style of fishing days. So when it's really cold, like I said yesterday, you kind of want to have to entice bass a little more to hit. So uh, a lot of good quality fish were caught on moving baits this weekend. Uh, spinner baits, it's a different form. It's called a chatter bait. Just the blade is a little different. It makes a more a more more vibration in the water. So the, uh, a lot of good fish uh, were caught. I think the biggest fish this weekend was a six thirteen, and for. Illinois, that is a phenomenal fish. That is a very good fish. I really think the state record is probably like maybe 9 or 10, maybe. It might be a little more than that, but it's not much. It's not much. And I, and it, I guarantee it was caught down south where it's warmer, <laughs> a warmer part of the state. So, um, yeah, the weather changes up. Weather, the weather changes things, everything dramatically. You know, you would think that for us... Uh, this morning, there's not really a lot of clouds in the sky. The sun is starting to come up. Um, that's actually not an ideal uh, thing for bass fishing. Um, with no clouds in the sky, uh, it's the lake is pretty much like a mirror. So they're going to be able to see right through that water. So they're going to be able to see you differently, easier. They're going to be able to hear you easily. You know what I mean? So it's, it's kind of hard. You really want some cloud cover because then... It kind of puts splotches on the lake, and it's it's harder to see. And you also want a little bit of wind. A little bit of wind never hurt nobody because it also that puts a ripple on the water. So again, it kind of blurs the vision of these fish. So um, it, weather plays weather plays a very huge uh, part in your bass fishing and how you're going to plan. I mean, don't get me wrong; you can catch fish. I've caught good quality fish on. Uh, in rain, I mean, you know, I, it, pouring down rain, it just becomes kind of a hassle because it's hard to see and it's hard to throw. Your, your hands are cold and wet. And, but a little drizzle is actually, it's nice because, again, it puts a little chop on the water, puts a little a little uh, ripple on the water, and it's nice. And, you know, a lot of times when it rains or it sprinkles, it's raindrops come through the trees, and so it, it drops things in the water for fish to eat. So to bring out bait fish because it want to eat those seeds and those things that have fallen off the trees, which in case brings bass up underneath them to bust them. So you see how this all works out? <laughs> okay, so before we left off, um, talking about weather. Um, you probably So I, I'll give you an ideal day. But I mean, I mean, like in weather conditions change. I mean, you can catch a ton of fish 
on a sunny day with no clouds just as much as you can on a uh, cloudy day. It just as far as the conditions, you know, fish can, you know, their, their eyes are meant to see in and out of the water. So, I mean, you know, as far as conditions go and cloud cover, it's always an advantage. It's an, it's advantageous. We'll put it that way. It's, it, it helps, it definitely helps the angler above the water who, you know, doesn't have the best advantage anyways, approaching bass and stuff in sunny day. So I think probably an ideal day for us for tournament would be, would be, uh, you know, like a nice overcasty day. Um, little bits of sun, because I mean, you can always go fish in the shade, you know, and um, when the days when it's real hot, summer days, and fish are uh, when the sun is up, it's 80s in midsummer. Uh, fish will go hide in the shade, so you can, uh, you know, go to coves, throw under logs, any, any place where there's shade, you know, corners under docks. Docks is really good on a sunny day. So there's just different ways to approach weather conditions. Um, but, you know, those are just, you know, an overcasty day is probably for the best because it's still it's just a little cloudy. You know, you get it's still warm enough that, you know, and fish are still getting the sun and the water is staying warm. But it just hides you above the water a little better. Maybe around like high 70s, mid to high 70s. Uh, 80s is fine, too. I mean, don't get me wrong. Any Anytime it's sunny out, especially here in Illinois, we're going to take it. If it's, if it's 70 or higher, we're out there and we're going to fish hard for it because those fish are going to be active um, as far as feeding goes. And just, just, just cruising, you know, bass will cruise uh, bank lines and stuff looking for crawfish and, and, and small bait fish and stuff like that to attack. So weather definitely plays a huge part. Uh, the weather conditions plays a huge part, um, so make sure that you always check what your weather is going to be like of the week before. You know, we're always keeping an eye on the weather the week before we leave for a tournament because it always changes. Just to be better prepared, you always just check your weather and make sure, you know, if it's going to be cold or whatever. And then you can just plan accordingly as far as what you're going to throw, where you're going to go to fish. Um, you know, any pro, any pro that you talk to, and it really, not even really a pro, just to, just to active bass fisherman um will know what the weather's going to be like uh and he can get a mind where where he needs to go where he's going to go to try to catch those fish so you can talk to any any uh active bass fisherman uh and they know that weather plays a huge key in what they're going to do uh pertaining to that day so there you have it weather huge hugely affects the fish how they're going to eat, how they're going to react, and where and what you should do to find them. All right, so here we go. We're going to flip chapters here. This is very important. This next segment, there's going to be three parts to it, and it's extremely important that if you're going to be an avid bass fisherman, or you're going to take an interest in bass fishing enough that you're going to do it uh, all season, you know, spring through summer through fall, uh, these next three points are crucial, okay? Crucial, truly crucial. A largemouth bass goes through three, I don't know if I want to call them phases, but they are phases. They are indeed phases. Okay? Yeah, life phases, life cycles, whatever you want to call them. Um, and I'm going to discuss all three of them because each phase you fish differently and you approach and look for bass 
completely differently than each phase. Each phase is entirely different uh, than the other. Okay, so the three phases. First one is very early spring. Uh, if, if you're lucky, down south where it's warmer and the weather is consistent. Uh, it starts a little earlier. I'm not exactly sure month-wise, but maybe like, where are we in April now? So maybe like a month earlier than April. Not always. April is usually a, a, like the number one time where they start this first phase. Okay, so I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna name the phases, and then each phase will have its own segment for you to listen to. Now pay attention because these are very, very, very important. Very important. You set yourself up to catch a trophy fish by following these phases and knowing what to do during these phases. And you also set yourself up to lose a good trophy fish or to not find any at all by not following these phases, okay? First phase, pre-spawn. That's what it's called, P-R-E-S-P-A-W-N, pre-spawn. The second phase, is the actual spawn, okay? Pre-spawn, the spawn, and number three, post-spawn. Simple and easy, three steps. Pre-spawn, spawn, post-spawn. Spawn, basically, is mating season. It's, it's, it's when the bass build their, build their beds. Uh, you, they, you know, it's kind of waff. It's just, I've seen it happen a couple of times. You just they just basically make a little one to two foot circle. Just wave their tails around and they'll they'll go on their bellies and on their sides and whatever they got to do to make it to however they want it. But that's basically what the spawn is. It's the building of their beds. It's the actual nesting, and it's then it's then it's then they leave. You know. So but they each each phase these fish do something major or you know like each phase is completely different from the other okay so here we go let's get into this okay so here it is the pre-spawn the pre-spawn is what is going on right now okay right now this is the season of the pre-spawn very early spring spring all the way through uh, probably about summer okay is the pre-spawn the pre-spawn is a awesome time to catch big fish, and I mean big fish. I'm pretty sure that over the weekend there were several big female bass caught. One for sure because her her belly was uh, very very protrusive, so you could tell she was full of eggs and getting ready to deliver, if you will. So the pre-spawn is an excellent time to hook up with a big trophy fish. Okay, let me tell you why. So the pre-spawn, the big females come up usually they'll come up shallow to the shallows basically uh it's kind of like what a bear does before hibernation so they are going to stuff themselves um and really really eat eat a lot you know they're going to try and fill themselves up for this long uh egg laying thing you know not 100 percent on how long it takes them to drop the eggs i don't believe it's very very long at all i think that they she makes her bed um, and then I think and I, I'm not 100 percent of this, but I al I almost want to say that the male bass makes the bed. I could be wrong on that, but I, I, anyways. So what she does is, and we'll get a little more into this into the spawn. But she's going to come up to the shallow and she's going to start feeding. Uh, you know, she's going to feed to get fattened up a little bit for childbirth. Basically, basically is what it comes down to. 
So it's a very good time to catch good quality fish. You always catch that good trophy bass early in the year. That's the, you talk to any bass angler, they say this, you know, this time right now is the time those six, seven, eight pounders come out. Now in Illinois, that is a trophy. That is damn near a legend size fish. Six, seven, eight pounds. Eight pounds for sure. Um, down south Georgia, Florida. No, that's 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 pretty damn basic down there. It's kind of sad to know the difference between here and there. But nonetheless, so these 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 females are coming up, not necessarily super shallow, but they're coming up more shallow than they were uh, to chase, to feed, uh, basically just to get ready. Uh, they'll make their beds, they'll make their nest, and then basically, um, you know, so that's why it's it's a good it's a good time to catch that trophy fish because she's up, she's active, she's trying to eat, she's trying to feed. So if you've got an, you've got your crankbaits or you've got your soft plastics and you're uh, fishing slow, you know, it's colder. So like I said, the fish are not going to be want to be active. You're fishing slow around her. Um, a lot of times the female bass won't be super, super aggressive, uh, because she's kind of, she's, she's, she's an opportunist. So it's important when we fish for them in the pre-spawn that you drop that bait right on top of her. Or if you can put it, put it around her bed or whatever, she's more than likely going to be pretty territorial too. So she, you got a good chance of hooking up into her, uh, pretty good chance if you can if you can put a bait in front of her or if you can flip your bait back to where she is because a lot of times they are they're in very tough spots they they they're gonna build their beds in their nest where it can't be bothered so a lot of times tournament fishing now the season is tough because they'll go they'll tuck themselves back as far as they can to where really nobody can get them it's the point it makes total sense so this time of the year is a great time to catch big trophy female fish because they're in pre-spawn essentially they're all going to come up a little shallower and they're all going to feed before this big this big uh, nesting fiasco if you will before the actual mating goes on right and then also the little male basses too that's to say that they're little uh the male basses that fertilize the eggs probably around 12 to 15 16 17 you know they're, they're 16 17 inches that's probably about the size of the male bass so will be active too male bass are gonna be a little more aggressive um, because they essentially are the protectors of the nest basically so you'll have a lot of those guys uh, feeding and chasing around crawfish and stuff too and, and minnows and stuff too so it's really it's a pretty good time if you can jump on them early you can find fish early you can have a lot of success fishing the pre-spawn and a lot of guys do it that's why we always have our tournament very early in spring because those trophy fish are moving up they're moving up to feed on everything so it's a huge crucial time that you can really lay into some big mouths okay first first section pre-spawn don't forget it very important all right welcome back phase two we just finished the pre-spawn phase one it's very important it's very crucial to a bass's life okay the next step this is the phase of a bass's life so to speak it's not really all that really so it's called the spawn this is the overall mating uh fertilization and uh delivering of the eggs okay so pay attention listen here kids sex ed class here for bass for you so the female after the male or the female is done making the bed i'm not sure which one i wish i knew it might be the male but i just know that there's been certain situations where we'll catch a fish uh in pre-spawn 
and I mean, like, and, and Fisher, you know, they, they know they have like a biological clock in their head. And so they know when they need to spawn and when the pre-spawn is and when the post-spawn is and all that. They know this. That's just, it's just what they, they do, you know. But weather will delay it or make it speed up. You know, if it was the opposite of cold right now, if it was super, super nice early, they probably would have already pre-spawn will probably already be over we'd probably be in the spawn right now so um the weather again plays a huge part in everything everything that has to do with fishing the bass itself um and the angler so the weather permits everything so now you can kind of understand and get my point when we're complaining about this damn weather so much because it throws off everything anyways the spawn after the bed is made the female will go over hover over the nest drop her eggs Okay, so just drop them. They just happen. There's no, there's no penetration or anything like that, if you will. None of that. She literally goes over, hovers over her bed, drops her eggs, and goes away. Female, dis female disappears. Okay, so the spawn is the spawn is probably the toughest part of this three-phase life cycle because the female has one thing in mind, and that's it. Not eating. She's already ate enough. So she's ready to drop these eggs. So the only thing that she has in her mind is delivering these eggs to that bed. That's it. And once she does that, boom, she's gone to deeper water. She'll be, you know, she'll be tough to find. She'll be very tough to find. The male, the male's duty in all this, he will come as soon as she lays that. He'll come over and he will fertilize the eggs. He'll drop his spermies or whatever you want to call it over those eggs. Okay, fertilizing them, turning them into little baby fish, little fry, basically. They're just fry eggs right now. So once that male bass has fertilized, if you will, he'll stay there. He'll st he'll he will guard the nest, okay? So he'll guard those eggs. He'll guard those eggs once they hatch, just a little school of fry. He'll stay there. That female is off to rest, if you will. So the male bass will stay there. He won't. He doesn't sit right on the nest, but he'll be about... It's probably about an eight-foot radius. So, I mean, if you do, if you see a nest, you'll be able to see a nest. It's a, it's a perfect circle in gravel, rocks, dirt. It's very noticeable. It's very noticeable um, out of the water if it's clear enough water. So that male is around somewhere. So just know that if you see a bed somewhere, that male bass... Which is who, who is who is aggressive right now because he is so territorial. He's around there somewhere, about an eight foot radius. He'll cruise back and forth, you know, and he'll watch because those eggs are very, very small. So other fish, smaller fish, bluegill, crappie, they'll come and try to eat those eggs. So that male is very territorial. So this is a crucial time in bass fishing as well. It's called bed fishing. It's more of sight fishing because these bass have come up shallow to make their beds. And so you can see them. You can see the males, and sometimes the female will, will stay close too. So you can see her, but the female doesn't really have interest in eating. It's all reaction. So these fish are territorial, protecting these nests. Uh, we like to throw those soft plastics. And it doesn't necessarily need to be a noisy bait because it's, it's, it's a reaction bite. So if you can quietly flip a soft plastic or something in their nest or past their nest and then like twitch it, keep keep bringing it to their nest and then just drop it right there in their nest you you watch it's it's pretty entertaining to watch that male bass will come and he will hover right over that bait and he'll just watch it he will decide if it's a threat or if he's just gonna let it go so it's bed fishing is probably the toughest the spawn itself is probably the toughest time to fish because these bass have agendas 
it's, they're not trying to just out here and just dominate anything. They have agendas. They're territorial. They're, the male has a job that he has to do. Female is no longer interested in too much anymore. So the spawn is very tough. It's called bed season. It's bed fishing. That's pretty much all it is. If you're going to get a good quality fish, you're going to have to hook her on the bed or you're going to have to get her off the bed to chase your bait. So let me explain this. Bed fishing, we flip those soft plastics in there. You got to twitch that, twitch that. Basically, you are trying to piss that fish off because that fish is not hungry. He's not going to eat that just for the simple fact of eating it. If he hits it and you catch a fish off the bed, that fish pick that up in his mouth and either, I mean, it, you know, he, he, he could swallow it for sure, but he's not meaning to. It's not because he's hungry. It's a reaction bite. The only way to get you out of here is to just eat you. You know, a lot of times you can watch the fish. If it's a, if it's a bait that he is not interested in, or she is not interested in, they, you can literally watch them pick that bait up just barely by the tip and just drag it two feet off the bed and they'll drop it and go right back to the bed. I've seen it happen. It's pretty wild. So the spawn, where we were leaving off at, um, it's very, very hard, not impossible. It's possible to catch good trophy fish during the spawn, but again, it's all sight fishing. So you have to be stealthier than ever. You have to have the right bait on, and there's no, there's no way of knowing what's the right bait. I have fished with a guy in a tournament. We came up on a bed, it was about four foot off the bank, so you could very visibly see it. And I'm not shitting you. This guy threw nine different baits at this fish. It was a female, and she was just cruising. She was cruising back and forth. And he, I'm, not, I'm not even shitting you. He threw nine different soft baits at this fish, all different colors. There was a white, a green, a black, a blue, um, all different shapes. So maybe one has a little more flutter. One is a little more subtle uh, just to see because you don't know what what is going to piss that fish off enough for him to hit your bait you don't know um and a lot of times that bed fishing i'm not a big fan of it i'm just not i don't have the i'm too add to sit there in one spot for an hour and try to get one fish to bite my bait i'm not that determined to make to catch this fish there are other fish in the lake i'd much rather go fish different points and maybe make a trip back to her at some point but i am just not down for settling for 45 minutes flipping several different things at a fish who clearly if she's not gonna, she's not gonna get interested or get angry or territorial in the first three baits. I'm gone. <laughs> it's just not worth it, my man. But it does happen. So it, it, it's you know it is difficult to get those fish to bite. Um, the big fish. Uh, now, I mean, you can throw a moving bait or something by those male bass, and those male bass are very easily pissed off because they're territorial. It's their job. So you can catch a lot of smaller fish during the spawn, a lot of those male bass because they're active and aggressive. But again, they're not doing it because they're hungry. It's all reaction. It's all because you've stepped foot in their territory and now they have to do something about it. So that's the spawn. There's a two part there for you because I just felt like I needed to really explain the, the spawn. It is a bass fisherman's nightmare in the spawn. Not always. If you're really good at it, and there are several pros who are dynamite at fishing the spawn. You just got to know. It just comes with experience. You can't just up in one day know exactly what these bed fish are going to want to hear or going to want to eat, see, hit. You know what I mean? You just don't know. You've just got to know the season. You've got to know the time. And you've just got to have patience, especially when the spawn, especially when that mama has filled her belly, dropped those eggs. She's a little R&R &R for her, a little rest and recovery. So you're really going to have to work to get that trophy fish to bite. Um, 
and that's why the spawn is you could ask anybody the spawn is the most toughest time of the season to bass fish strictly because these bass are not looking to eat there you have to get them pissed off enough to where they want to lash out you have to force them to lash out okay the spawn all right welcome back we just covered the spawn worst part worst part of this three-phase cycle the spawn finicky fish non-hungry fish they just don't give a damn much like i am after i've got it on and got a little something to eat you know what i mean <laughs> that's neither here nor there we need to focus okay welcome to phase three of this segment it is called the post spawn and this ladies and gentlemen take a deep breath the worst is over this takes place probably about summer, about midsummer. Well, maybe not. Just just depends on where you're at. It's it's gonna be closer to summer. Closer to summer, midsummer. It's hot. The weather is nice. These eggs have hatched, so you've got little fry running around, little baby bass running around. Here's what happened. That female comes back. She will shoo that male bass away, because if that female bass does not come back after a while, that male bass is not had a meal, a good quality meal, a good purposeful meal in a while. So if that female bass does not come back in time, guess who's gonna do a little babysitting and not the good kind? He's gonna gobble up all them babies, all them babies. He's gonna have a nice little meal off them, which there's like thousands of them. So that female bass will come back, shoo old boy away, and he'll go off, and that's, th th this is, yes, so I'll get to it. So yes, she comes back to the bed. She'll watch him, she'll tuck him off in a little corner because again, these, now you've got, now you don't have eggs, now you've got little things that are swimming around being all crazy, so that draws a lot of attention, a lot of attention. So like I said, I mean, even, the, even the bass that protected them while they were hatching wants a little bit of them. So the female bass comes up, she shoes the male away. The male's going to go away and still have that aggression. So the males are still, through this whole process, the males are probably your easiest ones to catch. They're, uh, they're very, it's very fun in post-spawn because everybody is aggressive. Everybody's aggressive. That female's come up from the deeper water. She's going to be looking to eat again. So uh, the post-spawn is probably the best time of the season to fish. Pre-spawn is your best time to catch big fish. The spawn it's the toughest, but you could still catch good fish. It's just harder, harder than any of the other time in the season. And the post-spawn, everything's coming down. Stress level's lower. Everyone's everyone's coming back to their normal regulation. Everyone's normaling out a little bit. Everyone's going to get an appetite again. So the post-spawn is, and a lot of times, the post-spawn, your lake has fully matured. So all of the grass that's going to be grown on that lake has come up. So a lot of times you can you can see moss on the lake on the surface. Um, that's midsummer. Summer does that. All this the moss and the algae and the plants and the grass that live in that lake have fully matured. So it's a great time to fish because you've got structure to throw at. You've got baits to throw through grass. Grass in the water gives off oxygen. So fish are going to sit deep down in that grass because it's fresh air, basically. So. This is my favorite time to fish because with all that moss and stuff, it's hot. Bass are going to be hiding out in the shade. They're going to be hiding underneath that moss and in that grass. So you could throw a lot of things to catch a lot of good bass here. Everyone's back to normal here. So this is when fishing really picks up. This is my favorite because this is frog season. So in the dead of summer, you go out to a lake, you go out to a campground or whatever, and at night, and you listen. And you hear all that me, me, me. All them frogs are out, right? All them frogs are active. It's mating season for frogs too. Bass love frogs. You see something scattering across the top of the water, 
and a bass is going to come up and pop that immediately. In early morning, anything like that, there's nothing better than throwing an artificial frog. I, I did not cover that. Yes, they make rubber frogs, plastic frogs that float on top of the water, and you can reel them, pop them, whatever you want. They make noise, whatever they want. Bass love them, and this is that time to throw that frog. It's hot. In the, in the spring, it's too cold. The bass is not going to come to the surface where it's all cold to, to get a meal. They're not going to do that. It's not going to happen. Spawn, we all know the spawns are stuck up. They don't want anything to do with anything. But that post-spawn, everything's coming back to normal. Fish are getting more aggressive, and you can throw pretty much anything given what lake you're fishing. So... It's it's a lot of fun fishing that those frogs and stuff because everyone's aggressive. So those big those big females are going to be hungry, looking for meals too. So you can catch a bunch of little male bass a lot um, and often. And then every once in a while, you you know you can get into the right area, a quiet little cove or something like that, and you can pull out a good five six pounder off them frog fishing. I did it a couple times last year. It's a great time. It's fun. They absolutely demolish that bait from the from underneath. It is such an awesome to watch. It scares the shit out of you every single time. You're never ready for it. The post-spawn is hands down the funnest time to fish. Hands down the funnest time. So, there you have it. Pre-spawn, the actual spawn, post-spawn. All very different, as you can see. Very, very different seasons, time of the year, techniques to use, lures to use. It's all very, very different, and it's all very, very crucial. You have to have everything right, and you have to know what you're doing with each phase if you're going to produce good fish. There it is. Three phases. Oh, dudes and dudesses. There you have it. I'm wiped. I was going to do some sports today, man, but this, these, these, this fishing talk has taken up all of my day. I'm sitting in my car. I've recorded the last two segments in my car. That's how much I care about you guys. Doing a little off the clock. I'm going to stop her here, man. I'm going to stop all I got today. I'll get to you guys tomorrow. I'm off all day tomorrow. I'm going to be painting the new house. So I might have some time in the morning to get something out to you. Get whatever. Hope you guys are enjoying these playoff games. I know I am. We will find some time to discuss them. I just thought that... You know, for this very special time of the year for me, it's it's this fishing stuff pretty much takes up my whole schedule when I'm not working. So um, I just thought it was important to come by and give you some basics and some a little education on what it is that I do and how I do it and when I do it. Because obviously it is very important to follow timelines and, and, and guidelines to catching good quality fish. I hope this helps. I hope you found this interesting. All that other stuff is, but uh, so thank you for joining us. You know, I'm gonna post this segment here, get it out. You guys are more than welcome to send questions. Please do. I look forward to it, uh, and I will talk to you guys sometime soon, within the next couple days. I promise. Okay. Thanks for sticking around. Nick's ticks signing off. <laughs>